What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. The kids on Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? Halloween's a Freddy Krueger podcast. Was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. From the Consequence Podcast Network. The Minds Behind the Losers Club comes a new podcast in fantasy terror. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Halloweenies, a Freddy Krueger podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's an interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Are you a subscriber? Are, are, you, are you? Do you subscribe to this podcast? Well, if you haven't already, do hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from. You can get it wherever you get your favorite podcast from. You can also follow along on Spotify and YouTube. We put out interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at Consequence of Sound. I'm Kyle Meredith, the dude in the title. Today, my guest, Lou Barlow, talking about Sebado this time around. I always enjoy talking with uh, with Mr. Barlow. Sebado, their first record in six years. It's called Act Surprised. And we're going to go really deep on this one. Lou calls it Sebado's most focused record. Maybe the definitive Sebado album. 
And that has a lot to do of, uh, of how they came in on the record with, again, focus seeming to be the primary word, as you'll hear. We'll also hit some of the themes on the album, medication and opioids, conflict resolution, and just a lot of the noise that's out in the world these days. We'll also talk just a little bit about the 20th anniversary of the Sebado album and get a quick update on uh, Lou's other bands, Dinosaur Jr., what they've got planned this year. I always love catching up with him. It's Kyle Meredith with Lou Barlow of Sebado. Hi, Kyle. The the new record, uh, Act Surprised. It's a monster, man. It sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah. And doing it again. I, I did want to clear up something because in in the press release, they do use the word reunited and and maybe they just mean that in a broad sense because i don't know otherwise that would mean that sebado again wasn't a band for a minute or or was yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> they kind of they kind of threw that thing together last minute i was i didn't there was only so much i could pick through it i mean yeah reunited i mean yeah we never never broke up I and mean, we're never gonna break up i mean I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we could take we could take in you know huge yawning hiatuses, you know, but I don't know about hey or hiatai. Right. <laughs> Multiple hiatus. <laughs> yes, we we will be known in the end for our multiple hiatai. <laughs> you know, we just but yeah, breaking up. I mean, that's just we just we'll stop. You know, here and there if it sure. seems uh, like we can't get things together, but I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I kind of expected. I mean, you know, six years in between records is is nothing these days. You know, if you want to count the one before that, so it's uh, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was thinking about. Yeah, it's true. I was listening to there was a new Panda Bear record, mm-hmm. and I was listening to that, and I'm like, apparently, then I was like, wow, it was four years since the last one, and then I went back and looked, and like all of his records are four years apart. I'm like, yeah. oh, and he's like a young, you know, he's like a young go getter. <laughs> prolific i'm like wow that's still that's still like four years between records i'm like that's not bad yeah well noah like you like you though he's also in multiple bands of course with with animal collective so once you tie it all together you know i mean it hasn't been that long since i mean you and i just talked uh, last year i believe that was when love intervene came out right so that that's true yeah yeah so yeah that's true not like it has been a long time in the meantime you actually since we you know we're talking about that time in the meantime you've been doing these run of solo shows and and uh, like like when you were in here in town, you did the uh, the Grail House and everything. It's kind of been a, a what a, a, ru- a run of like small room and house concerts, right? Yep. Like, how's that been for you? I mean, do you do you find like a new connection? Is is there something like oh, a, yeah. of a reset button that comes along with that? Oh, totally. I can't really overstate how important it's been for me to do those things. I mean, on every level, you know, just, I mean, just creatively and then just, yeah, like getting back in touch with people who like the music and a lot of people, you know, who maybe haven't seen the band for, you know, since the 90s, you know, because they've gone on and had kids, you know, and like people have, you know, I mean, it's kind of a thing, especially with like an American audience, like, you know, once you get through your 20s and 30s or whatever, you're like, I mean, you're, you know, you're not on the bar schedule anymore. You're kind of like... So I was doing these kind of earlier shows and then the people who came, I mean, you know, maybe like, you know, 50 people tops, maybe it, it you know, that was like a successful show would be a, about 50 people and it was just real direct and, you know, yeah, it's like real, I don't know, it was great. I love playing acoustic anyway, so. So do you try to bring any of that in now that you're back on, on the regular tour circuit with, with Sebado? I mean, is there, is there a way to compromise those two worlds? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not unless I literally. Unless, I mean, we did do a tour once that I I really enjoyed was where like where I opened up the show acoustic and then 
Jason did this kind of like his kind of more, even more aggressive kind of like duo that he and Bob did, you know, we just had this sort of night to ourselves and that was a cool, that was, I thought that was fantastic, but I, I think I was alone in that, um, <laughs> <laughs> that feeling. So we, we have it. That was, that I thought was a really good way to bring it all together, but yeah, no, we're not doing that. So, Probably won't have it again. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I think with this, this, this new Sebado record, it's like, I definitely, I mean, I didn't even, Generally, on almost every Sebado record, there will always be some song that I'll do almost acoustic, you know. And, and I was like, I don't even want to do that on this record. I want this to be a full... I just really felt pretty strongly that when we did make a record, I wanted it to be a full electric record where all of us play on every track, you know, where I'm not trying to, like, be... make You know, make the overt, like, sensitive statement of, you know, tossing the acoustic song on it. You know, I mean, I just wanted it to be, like, this is... Because when we do play together... I mean, and it really comes together. We're just like a good, we're just a really solid, like three piece rock band. And I thought that that would be best to just focus on that for this record. And that's, that's what ended up happening. So, well, outside of that, were you guys using any, like, um, I don't know, musical touchstones for the record as far as direction? No, I guess I was just trying to draw upon what I thought we did well in the past, you know, I guess, you know, I mean, yeah, which is just the, the real, just really, you know, accessing the, the power trio, you know? I mean, because at times, it, it, I don't know, maybe it's Jason stuff, but it feels like it's an even heavier record, uh, I guess, than at least defend yourself. And maybe that goes along with what you were just saying right there, You're trying to kind of keep it, you know, in this cohesive, big electric sound. But uh, but at least his stuff, I mean, I, I don't know, his, his stuff sounds heavier than usual, at least when, when he's taking those vocals. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's we really, I mean, we we kind of like, I mean, we spent about four weeks all together on the record, you know, like from, from you know, getting the, the basic sort of, songs down and uh and then just you know and then adding things to it and generally we always i mean especially with jason that the only thing we added was guitar i mean there's no keyboards there's no like yeah. you know it's all just like i was like it's just real what was kind of intense about it was when we kind of kicked into it i mean we spent a little bit more time beforehand we spent about a week you know throwing ideas around just in a room together and coming up with like what we thought the songs were going to be before we went into the studio, which is like not a, I mean, you know, we spent five days on what you would call pre-production, which is nothing, you know, really in the, the scheme of things. But for us, it was kind of monumental <laughs> because it really, it really focused us, you know. So by when we got into the studio, it's like I just the amount of focus was just like it was great. So. I really felt like we had this, I mean, just the, the instrument, I mean, we didn't spend any time like going through like cutting stuff together or editing songs or like, we just knew exactly what we wanted when we went in and laid down the basic track. So there's a real like conviction behind every performance that I just, I'm like so grateful for. And I knew we were capable of that too. And I'm, I'm not, you know, that's why it's like, sometimes it's worthwhile to wait around until the moment's right. Because I, I really thought we did. Cause when we came in to do it, it was like, there was just no question. Like Jason knew what he wanted. I knew what I wanted. Bob was like, his drumming was just, I'm, I almost was like, I mean, I obviously he's a great drummer. He's played with us for a while, but I was like, "Whoa!" I did. I just what he brought to it was just so, and that's that's a lot of the heaviness I think behind it. And then we just we were in a studio where I was comfortable. I'd worked there before. The Justin, who we'd work with, I've known him for a long time. I worked on several Dinosaur Junior records with him, several solo records. So I mean, and I knew what he had as far as amplifiers and all this other stuff. And I'm like, "No, we could." I'm like, "If we're in good form." 
this is the way it's going to be captured. And like, luckily, you know, or that wasn't even, I don't even think there was really any luck involved. It was just like, it was just finally getting this band into a really good, consistent atmosphere, you know, good, good environment. And just like, you know, letting loose, you know? Yeah. You can hear that, uh, the song Leap Year, I think maybe where I hear that the most, what you're talking about, like that sounds like a really fun recording right there. Like that, because there's some playfulness in that one as well, right? Oh yeah. No, Bob, Bob totally, you know, that was his, that was his moment, you know, like we've, yeah, that was, oh yeah, we did one. I mean, we've always had like, you know, like the drummer always gets um, on, <laughs> on a, on a, on a seven O record. Like we, there's always like everybody, you know, when it comes to a seven O record, that's like, if there is a formula that we've had over the years, it's like, everybody's got, everybody's going to say something on a seven O record. Yeah. And I think uh, Bob definitely like, he definitely had thought about it. He really like figured out what would be the strongest way to use I mean, I think that's almost every song too. I mean, the way that the record is, it's like I just feel like Jason, really, Jason and I and Bob, like we really thought about what we were bringing to the table, and we were really trying to play on our our bandmate's strengths, and like we really, you know, and it was focused. Like I'll just say that again, yeah, you know, focused. <laughs> Well, you know, so so on the subjects of some of those songs, then you know, as we talked last year about Love Intervene, and, and you know, you were tackling something you know much bigger at that point than, than you know with with choice and stuff like that. I, I'm always a little late to pick up on a, a lot of what's going on, but but are you are you you know writing about anything in that in that style on on this one? Because when I hear a yeah. song like uh, like Medicate, maybe you know, I, I sort of wondered like how much of this is literal and, and how much of this, you know, takes a wider scope. I mean, well, I guess something like love intervene, I guess when I recorded that, you know, it was like, I, I started off, I was like, it was going to be, an, it was a song that I'd written on ukulele, which all the, all of my songs on act surprise started as on ukulele. So wow. they all started in the same, they kind of all started in the same way. Like love intervene was like kind of the first of this batch of ideas that I had taken and kind of like focused on. So, and then lyrically, it's like a broader thing. It's like, I'm like, I'm kind of trying to, I'm just weighing a lot of like, you know, for lack of a better word, like current issues, you know, and just the way, just the vibe, you know, going on and uh, coming out with songs. And that was the beginning. And certainly everything that all these songs on Act Surprised are like right on the heels of, of Love Intervene. But I wanted the regrets that I had about Love Intervene, you know, were like when I started, when I turned it into an electric song rather than a, an acoustic song, I was like, I really, I was like, I was just a little bit behind it. I was like, I want this, I would have preferred, I mean, Love Intervene would have been a really great 7-0 song too. It would have really worked out really well for us. So when I brought the songs from Back Surprise, I like, I took all the things that I kind of learned from the recording of Love Intervene and decided to really really bring it down you know with jason and bob and because i was like yeah these guys could totally add a real fire to this stuff and it, there should be you know it should be like really like and all my songs are really on act surprise are very very much from the same well of ideas and concepts that love intervene is and uh, you know something like medicate is like i don't know it's a very personal song but it's also extremely i mean it's you know it's kind of dealing with a lot of stuff it's like people you know drug addiction and you know this kind of like I'm almost like this in the selling of like spirituality, everyone's sort of shortcuts to like, you know, peace of mind and the way that that's like a really, and then, you know, the profit generated by all that kind of stuff, you know, that's what that song is about. It's like, it's directly addressing like opioid, the opioid epidemic and, you know, and just uh, other stuff. I think it's pretty obvious if you yeah. sit down and look at the lyrics. But... Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm taking it into a you know a part that doesn't need to go in, but I, but I thought, oh, and there you were, you know, in that last year where you were all tied up, having you know messed up your collarbone and everything, and I'm sure there was medication that went along to that, and that's when I started wondering if I was getting too literal, you know, with it. And, uh, mm, well, no, I mean, I have to say, like they did, they gave me a whole, <laughs> they gave me a <laughs> big old bottle of you know um, oxys, and I was like, okay, this is it. I guess this is where I find out whether I'm gonna go (laughs) this is my but I had a really I had pretty I mean it was really interesting because that that when I was like on those and I was really considering what pain was and really thinking about it and really and really you know um, because I thought I mean I guess I was convinced that if I was ever reintroduced to oxys in my life that I was like I was going to have a really hard time letting him go but during the midst of that that thing uh, yeah i mean i finished the, it's funny because i did like i came through that and i was like wow i guess i'm not really opioids cover it up and it's like there's so much of a i mean you know people god there's all kinds of very intelligent people who have written very articulate things about it but this the science and the the, the you know the, the psychological things behind covering up pain and what pain is or it's you know it's it's like you know, it's it's worthwhile like picking through what your you know what your personal relationship to pain is and how you're going to take care of it and uh, what's being you know prescribed and all that stuff. It's all very worthwhile <laughs> to really kind of pick through that and that that song, at least the first verse of it, is like it is kind of addressing my own thoughts about it. So. You know, I should bring up the um, uh, the first single too, because "Celebrate the Void" is instantly uh, a favorite, and and you wrote something about that that I loved so much. And maybe it was in the same press release, but but you said sometimes the walls are too high, but the resistance was always there, and there is no one answer, and, and that's okay. And and I right. thought that is such a perfect sentiment that should be said a lot right now because, I mean, the wider actuality of that, it, it is a very noisy world, and everyone seems to instantly be trying to have that answer in, in, in the 24-hour news cycle, you know, and, and to pound away on that it's like, and, yeah. and, and maybe we just don't have the answer right now, and, and that's okay. You know? Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. I mean, I guess because I'm also raising a teenager. You know, my my girl, just she turned 14 this year and had a really, I mean, you know, sort of concurrent with all this in this last year. And since my collarbone and all this other stuff, it's like she went through some pretty intense changes in her life. And, um, and you know, as a parent, like you're just you're struggling for this resolution. You know, like what's the resolution? How do we resolve this? You know, like and then and using this my relationship with her and kind of like her development as a human, you know, and as like sort of a microcosm, it's like you know what? Like this shit ain't going to be resolved. It's not going to this. We are not going to resolve this. It's like this resolving something. It is. It does seem to be something that we're striving towards all the time, but. The reality is we don't actually resolve these things. They don't. I mean, they, they take on, they go to different plateaus. They might get better. They might get worse, you know. And it's great to be engaged in the, in the, in the process of working towards these things. But unless you sort of, unless you sort of open up your heart in some way during this, because I, I find, you know, when I was in the, in the midst of this, I mean, there was like, this, you know, you're like, you know, I could feel myself tensing and becoming like, oh, you know, I'm like, well, that's, not going to work. <laughs> you know, me coming, me trying to resolve this with this like crazy look on my face and my voice, you know, and this, my voice going and, you know, I'm yelling or whatever. It's like, this is not going to do it. Right. You know, like, cause, you know, just because I'm, because fr- I'm not seeing enough progress at the, when I think I should be seeing it, it's like showing that kind of frustration is not going to help it. So in a lot of ways, it's like, you do have to, it's like, you got to step back and go, okay, well, you know, it's all about 
we're just, it's all about this process, this continuous process of trying to make things better. But the, you know, the reality being, at least the way it looks to me right now is like, I'm probably never going to come to any sort of major resolution about anything in my lifetime. (laughs) There's never going to be a big answer. There's never going to be, you know, there's, there is no magic. There is no shortcuts to all. I mean, this also dovetails with like what we're talking about, like with Medicaid and Mm -hmm. like, there is no shortcut. Like you actually have to, it's all about this continuous process of like sorting through things. And, and the one thing that you can do in the middle of all of that is just be calm, you know? Right. And I guess that's sort of the celebrate the void concept. My my boy is about to hit his teens. He's got another year, but he's about to hit his teens too. And in, in that little moment of what you were talking about right there, I'm already experiencing that a little bit. So it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much you guys do with the anniversaries and everything. Do Do you pay any special attention to the Sebado with it being on its 20th anniversary on this tour? Do you guys kind of give any direction like that? I've been. I was shocked that. Yeah, I'm not not being really hyperbolic when I say like when someone approached me when I got an email like, "Hey, so it's the 20th anniversary of the Sebado. What do you want?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, what? Who the hell?" I mean, like, it's not. I mean, that that record, of course, is an important piece of my history and the history of the band. You know, as as important as that can be or whatever. Uh-huh. But it's like, it's like, who cares? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's 20 years of a record that, like, I mean, I don't want to use the word nobody, but it was like. <laughs> It was kind of like nobody liked it. I mean, and it's not true, obviously, because some people did. But it was like, how did? I mean, I just think this anniversary mania that people have. I'm like, I, I'm like, you know, 50 years of a record. Hey, that's interesting. <laughs> like 15? No, not, not so much. much. 20? <laughs> not really. I don't know what. It just means that. I mean, to sell. I, I, yeah, that one's that's that's a real puzzler. Yeah. Like the the anniversary concept is I. I mean, Dinosaur Jr., I mean, like, we are all over that stuff. It's like, all constantly celebrate. It's a band, it's like this, I mean, a, a band that is truly just celebrating all of its little milestones. I'm like, I mean, it's it's fun when I do it, you know, but it's, uh, but it it just seems like a promotional tactic or something. I don't know. No, I don't it, really know. It probably is. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I would say it definitely is a promotional tactic. I And, and I, I'll also say for an interviewer, I, I, I do find it fun because, you know, for me, there was a lot of those records. I mean, I grew up on those records, and I was definitely too young to have been, you know, in the industry or have access to to talking to my favorite artist or anything like that. So it's it's sort of been that that concept of of being able to kind of retake that moment, ask those questions, and and I'm saying this as a completely personal thing. You know, I'm obviously not speaking right. for the wider marketing scheme that goes along with all of this, but uh, but I but I can see, you know, nostalgia is profitable. Uh, at least yeah. yeah well i mean i was surprised just because there is no nobody i think that the thing this thing about the 20th anniversary of the sabato seems to come from people who listen to the record who care about it so mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a nice thing because we sure didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> we i mean i was in no hurry to remind anybody about i mean i'm i'm i guess to me and especially the history of sabato it's like I've always wanted to look forward, always. Like, I've never felt like the band had a definitive moment. I've never felt like we did our definitive record. I never, I mean, there are definitely some things along the way where I'm like, well, that was cool. But, you know, I'm not much, I'm not, I'm not a big one to to do that, especially with a band like Sebado, because I feel like we are, we have been, you know, this record is the first one that I've done where I'm like, oh, this might be the best, (laughs) this might be like, 
the one where we really came together, you know. Yeah. It's with the the last word, maybe it's not, but it's a lot one of the last words on the record. It's 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 the word power, right? When in, in Reykjavik. Oh yeah. 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 Like like that almost entirely sums up what you say right there. I mean you in you know, if it's not the last word, it's one of them like that word says a lot, and especially with the way you all are uh, are kind of projecting it on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about it in terms of what the lyrics of that song are. I'm being really <laughs> literal. I'm like, I'm like what? <laughs> but that's a fun song, by the way, and especially when that comes in. It's a, that's a left field moment in a song when you hear that pow, you know, whatever. So it's. Uh... I wanted to. I remember. <laughs> I did that. In, there's another song. There's another song, uh, my song Seesaw, where I kind of do the same thing. Because there's a, there's a line like, you know, another blood troll or another lost soul on a blood troll. And then when the, the blood, I'm like, I want blood troll to be like, blood troll. <laughs> like, everybody was looking at me like, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> Why do you want it? I'm like, no, fuck, man. Those are the moments, you know, it's like, you know, because if I look back at everything that I listen to, it's like, you know, especially like in 60s music, 60s garage, psychedelic, it's like, Stuff like that really, I love that. It's got, you got to have the blood troll. And then, <laughs> and then that song, like Power, I'm like, no, we got to make that like comically like, because it's actually, I mean, it's actually a very lyrically important, both both blood troll <laughs> and power are like, it's, you know, those are like the, the lyrics that are kind of hinging on those on those words. So I'm like, yeah, let's just bring it out and, and make it like fun, you know, because I mean, although I have to say the, sentiments of both those songs are not fun at all and deadly serious but it's like i have like just you gotta put a little candy in there make it kind of fun a little levity yeah it's uh it does make the the songs really uh super interesting beyond i guess what they they might have regularly been yeah i was i was not interested i wanted to i wanted to go for the cheap i mean as as basic as the record is at, at its core you know i really like how we really captured the real sound of the band it's a really natural sounding record and it's not we didn't we didn't like I said we didn't go in and nudge drum beats around or do anything like that or any kind of like really overt editing of anything. But you you're really prone to do the way that recording is these days with this digital recording. But we really treated the digital recording as an as an extension of analog or just used it more or less like that. But when it came to something like that, it's like oh that's just you know I want it to be. I know I've listened to enough music. And there's to know what I like and what what always perks my ears up. I'm like, I want to do some of that stuff this time. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to take this super ultra naturalistic approach to everything. I mean, we've got that's all there. It's on the songs, but when it comes to like vocals and guitar parts, it's like have some. You know, I'm gonna try to actually have some fun with this this time. So. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Uh, I love it. I can't say enough good things about the record. It's cool. Do you uh, are are you going to be pulling double duty this year? I mean, it seems like you usually are in some way, at, at least. Yeah, we always. I mean, Dinosaur, we're always trying to kind of keep it going. You know, just because you know Murph, our drummer, is that's it's his primary job or his only job actually. For, so we try to we just try to do stuff to like kind of keep everybody, you know, above water. So. We'll definitely do. There's definitely some dinosaur junior things in the works, and and then uh, you know trying to give everything, you know, all of my remaining energy to Subido. Yeah. Yeah. Make for a fun year. Uh, I hope to catch some of it out there uh, on the road. So yeah, we'll be out there. All right, man. Well, thanks for the uh, the talk as usual. It's uh, it's always lovely to catch up with you, Lou. All right, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> all right, man. We'll see you around. All right, bye. Big old thanks to Lou Barlow. The new Subido record is called Act Surprised. 
If you haven't already, uh, before you get out of here, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening from right now, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, or you can listen along on YouTube or Spotify. After that, you can head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern. You can also find some bonus episodes of this series. Consequenceofsound.net. That's where you go for music and film news. You can find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.